on you today. Fantastic. Coming in, convening at the last minute. Amazing. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, great. Um, it is Advent on Tuesday. And Advent is the, d- defined as the, awake, the appearance, the emergence, or arrival of a notable person or thing. Something important is happening. And for Christians, it's, there's three things that we're expecting at Advent and for us to think about. And one, of course, is the coming of Jesus as a child at Christmas. But the other thing to think about this season is about Jesus is coming into our lives. And it's good to think about that in this season. But it's also good to think that Jesus is coming again at the end of days for his bride, the church. So three things that Advent can help us focus on. And this morning I just want to hopefully help everybody be ready for Advent. Christmas is coming, and for some, that's a a great time. For others, it's less so. But I believe this morning that there's a little bit of hope, a little bit of drawing aside the veil and seeing what Christmas is really about is going to be a gift for us all today. And, And just to prepare our hearts, I've got a song ready. Um, and I, I think you would just pray in this. It's just a very short old hymn, actually, and it's on the um, the album, Kim, Kim Walker-Smith from Bethel, When Christmas Comes, great album to get you into the Christmas spirit. Um, so I'll tell you what, let's just pray, and as we're praying, listen to the words, and just ask the Holy Spirit now to come upon us in Jesus' name. Thanks, Robert. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious. The sweetest that ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth. Glory to God in the highest, peace and good tidings on earth. Tell of the cross where they nailed him, writhing in anguish and pain. Tell of the grave where they laid him And tell how he liveth again Oh, love in this story so tender Clearer than ever I see Stay, let me weep while you whisper Love paid the ransom for me 
Amen. Beautiful song, isn't it? Wonderful. Christmas, I guess, for me, uh, has always been a good thing. I remember at five, getting a cowboy suit. At ten, flight deck. Still got it on, all right? Something's never changing. At um, ten, I got flight deck, which you won't remember, but it was an amazing little gift. At fifteen, I got a ten-speed racing bike. At 26, 7, I got a wife for Christmas. It's amazing what God can do. And at 40, I got the house that I'm living in now. Incredible what you ask for and what you get. It's fantastic. There's a story behind every, every one of those. But I'll not have time for that today. The secret, of course, is how we asked in our household when I was growing up. On Christmas Eve, we'd make paper planes and write our Christmas wishes on. We'd go to the back door and we'd throw them out. And whoever got the furthest, that was the one Isaac made. This is the one I made. Whoa! Sorry, son. Until at the age of eight, I saw my dad bringing them back in. I was going, oh, it's not true. <laughs> of course, Christmas is um, not so good for many and brings back just the, maybe the loss of loved ones and debt, high suicide rate on the Tuesday after New Year. For many people, Christmas is hard and difficult. But this morning, I want to just draw, draw through that and get into why Christmas is the most spiritual of festivals, the most spiritual time of the year, the most blessed time of the year and the most hopeful time of the year. And I believe that this Christmas, we can each have a gift that is extra special. The title of my talk this morning is The Shepherds Are Coming. It was a word that just fell in my spirit when I was speaking last time. The shepherds are coming. And I've been meditating on it and thinking about it, and um, I'm excited about it. I want to just explain where that's coming from. It'll be interesting to see if we're in the same wavelength, Jimmy, at the big team meeting, if we're hearing the spirit the same way. Let's hope so. I believe so. But let's get, let's get into this. Uh, Christmas is the most theologically profound event. We're so used to it, commercialized and childrenized, and, you know, it almost feels like a fairy story and just a painful time of spending money. But there is so much beauty and depth and wonder and magic about Christmas. And it starts way back when God spoke to Abraham, the next slide, in Genesis 12. Genesis 12, verse 1, we may remember that it says, Lord spoke to Abram, as he was known then, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those 
who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And Christmas was born in that moment, in that promise, in that hope. And in verse 7 of Genesis 12 goes on to say, your offspring, I will, to your offspring, I will give this land, or to your seed, some Bibles translate it as. And later on, the, the prophecy and the promise grows. Genesis 15, after Abraham had had a bit of doubt about where this child was going to come from. And God said to him, look up at the stars. Count them if you can. So shall your offspring be. And Abraham believed, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And Paul explains in Galatians 3.16, now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds is referring to many, but rather to one. And to your seed, that is Christ, Galatians 3.16. The promise given to Abraham, next slide actually, Robert, please, travels down through the prophecies and the writings of the Jewish nation as a resonating, um, growing hope for that nation. It goes through from Abraham directly down his line, through his son Isaac. Great name. Great name. Son of laughter means laughter. The son of promise. And the promise went from Isaac to Jacob and his 12 sons and to one of those sons, Judah. The line continues. The promise continues. A descendant of Judah. And in Genesis 49, Jacob, father of his 12 sons, is praying a blessing on his uh, children on his deathbed. And he says to Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. And our father's Sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion, as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? The scepter. Here it is. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him. And to him shall be the obedience of all the peoples. Did um, everyone get a sheet, Kish? I've got um, a sheet for everybody that has some of the prophecies relating to Jesus at Christmas and the coming of his birth. Don't do like I did and make them into paper planes. (laughs) Unless you want to write something very special in your Christmas wish list because it will work. Thank you, guys. And here's one of those promises. Here's one of the hints that the Holy Spirit gives us through the ages, ancient writings, hundreds of years before Christ, Jacob on his deathbed prophesying over his children, cannot imagine what this would really mean ultimately. And the next slide, it goes on. Through Judah, and Judah was chosen from the 12 brothers to carry on the promise for some reason, because his life, if you read about it, is 
not of much note and has shame in it. But one thing Judah is famous for in the court of Joseph. If you know the story, fantastic story, Genesis um, 44, I think it is. The story of how Joseph finally reveals himself to his brothers, prompted by Judah, who is saying, I will give myself in place of Benjamin, who was in prison. I will take his place, Joseph. And at that moment, Joseph could hide himself no more because he, he understood then that redemption had come to his family. The line of King David, and it continues, and after the prophecy continues, the hope continues through the ages, through Jesse, the father of David. And the prophecy that Jeremiah spoke in, Jeremiah 33, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good word which I have spoken concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth, and he shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. Throughout the history and writings of the Old Testament, through these um, prophetic words and through the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, like we've read, Isaiah, and the, the backdrop like Aaron was sharing wonderfully last week, the, the, the battle that Israel was facing, oppression, violence, splitting of a nation. Prophets were speaking and prophesying. Sometimes these words had an imminent meaning, a near meaning, and sometimes they had something deeper, like the deep magic that Aslan talks about in C.S. Lewis. Something deeper was going on. And here's one that's just got something amazing. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. This is the nation who was chosen by God. They held the law. They followed the God of all creation. They've given us the law. And this promise was coming. This hope was growing. And none of them, nobody really, I don't think, could understand what God had planned, what God really had in store for those. And in Isaiah 9, the most beautiful words and hope for to us. Next slide. A child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government 
shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Who could understand what this might mean 700 years before Christ was born? But here it is, the hope growing, the promise being fulfilled. And all of Israel, scattered across the nations, oppressed by various kings and enemies and nations. And the Romans, under that oppression, they're hoping beyond hope for this hope to finally appear, this important thing, this, this thing they're waiting on, they're hoping on, this king, this warrior who will once again restore David. And they will be the rulers of the nation. The temple will be the highest place in the world. The last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. Verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1. Then suddenly it says, The Lord you're seeking will appear. The message, the messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come. The days are coming, Jeremiah 33, 14 says, when I will fulfill God's promise. I will fulfill the promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. That's the backdrop to Christmas. That's the, that's the incredible word of the Lord. The hope of the whole of Judaism. And it's coming. And it's coming. And the kings from the east started to see it. And Simeon was waiting for it in the temple. Not many understood it. Mary was astonished by it. Joseph didn't believe it. And the shepherds were maybe not even expecting it. Let's just, I want to just show you a little clip of, um, if you're ready, Robert, of uh, the nativity. Um, I've got another recommendation for you to get Christmas spirit. The nativity story is, uh, I think, a beautifully done um, presentation of, of the Christmas story. Uh, this is a slightly adapted version, but what you're going to see is Mary and Joseph just sitting on their way to Bethlehem with a shepherd. And there's a conversation that they have, and it's an adapt adaptation, but it's, it's, it's well done, I think. And the, if you pick up the conversation, and it's talking about a gift and a hope, and the shepherd says, I have nothing, I have no gift, but I have the... I am waiting on the hope of a gift. See if you can pick it up and then just enjoy this little clip if it's ready to go. I would tell our child about you. 
about your kindness. My father told me a long time ago that we are all given something, a gift. Your gift is what you carry inside. What was your gift? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing but the hope of waiting for one. God's ways are so much higher than our ways. Who could imagine that the hope of the world would come as a little child? That we could begin to understand what his kingdom might be. It's said that uh, Bethlehem was where the lambs used in the temple sacrifices were birthed. And the shepherds looked after them, the Lamb of God born. So many, so much symbolism, so much depth to this that we want to capture in our Christmas Advent this year more than ever and um, the shepherds are coming next slide please 
Yeah, Robert. Just listen to these words. So familiar. But this is the hope for Paris, the hope for Afghanistan, for the Middle East. This is the hope for our hearts right here, right now. This is the hope of the world. It was announced to shepherds. The mystery that had been spoken first to Abraham starts to get announced. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in the cloths and lying in a manger. Hallelujah. May these words just strike a fresh chord in our hearts today, as if they're spoken for the first time, as if the angel is speaking to us and we're hearing that hope. And we are like the shepherds, just tending our flocks, just working in the fields, unaware of what mighty things God is doing just next to us. And of course, as you know how the story goes, the shepherds go and see. And they find it is true. And in verse 25 of Luke 2, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. How faithful is God to his promise. How incredible his workings. How amazing his ways. Beyond anything we can hope or understand. And in our little fields of our lives, each one of us has had an angel come in some shape or form to tell us about Jesus, and we've responded. And you're here today because somebody or somehow an angel came to you, the word of the Lord came to you, a hope came to you, and you came to see if it was true. And I came to church to see if it was true. I came to the Bible to see if it was true. And I found it was. And the prophetic word, I think God is speaking to me today, and hope to us today, is that the shepherds are coming. The shepherds are coming again because the Holy Spirit is on the move. He's never stopped being on the move, but he's coming again in a fresh wave, and he's going to come, and people are going to come here to see 
if it's true. And they're going to come to your lives to see if it's true. To see if they can find Jesus in your life, in my life. If they come here on a Sunday, they want to come and see if Jesus is here. Is it true? Is that hope true? And our hope and our aspiration is that in our lives and in our church, in our community, they will find Jesus. And they'll know it's true. And it feels like a responsibility that we can't meet. But you see, the the prophecy didn't end there. The promise wasn't completed then. Let's just look at the next slide. Because this hope was just a light in the darkness. And that's how it's spoken about. A light has come to Naphtali. Very quickly after the hope of the birth. In Matthew 2, we read of the slaughter of the innocents. Then Herod, when he saw that he'd been tricked by the wise men, became furious and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping a loud lamentation. Rachel, weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they are no more. It is light in the darkness. And we can read about it on the news. We see about it everywhere. Innocence being slaughtered still to this day. The darkness is still all around us. But we do have this hope. And we do have this light. And it's not about tinsel. And it's not about presents. And it's not about gifts that God does. Though God uses the most miraculous and wonderful things to bless us. We're standing on the promise that was spoken to Abraham. And we rejoice in the hope of Jesus coming. And we want to carry that light within us and and to the world. Because in Isaiah 11, the the last slide, Robert, we see more about this promise. Isaiah 11 says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, King David's father. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And he goes on and continues. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. And that is our hope that is yet to come. Yes, come on, please. Let the power of that hope, of that prophecy, of that promise. We are in the age of the Spirit and we know, we know the life of Jesus was so powerful and so momentous. But it wasn't the end and even he had to give way to something even better. 
Acts 1 verse 5, the last command spoken to the disciples. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Here it is again, this gift my Father promised. In a few days' time, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then a few days later in Acts 2, they were. And Peter quoted from the prophet Joel, another of these promises of what was to come. In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. And that is our power. That is our hope. That is what we can experience today. And I believe even more in the, 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 the advent that we're going to enjoy right now. I believe in the Holy Spirit is going to move. And he's going to be moving in the communities. He's going to move in the towns. He's going to be moving in your families. He's going to be moving in your workplaces. Because he will never cease till the promise is fulfilled and the glorious return of the Lord Jesus is complete. And the Holy Spirit is moving across the land. Speaking to shepherds everywhere who are just in their fields. And then they will come and then they will see and they will ask, is it true? Is he here? And we need to be ready for the shepherds. We become Mary and Joseph. We become the manger. Is Jesus with us? Is he here? And yes, he is, because the Holy Spirit is upon us, and the Holy Spirit is with you and with me. And we have that gift that was promised to Abraham to be a blessing to all nations. We're fulfilling it. It's incredible. It's crazy that God should use people like you, but he chose the weak things of the world to shame the wise. So Christmas is so much more than a nice John Lewis advert. It's so much more even than the gifts that we receive. It's so much more than the nice food. It's so much more than just a family coming. All these good things are pointing to the deepest the most powerful promise and gift that God has for us. Hallelujah. Let's bring the band back up if you can. Just want to pray just now because for many of you I know Christmas is tough and you're not looking forward to it. You don't have enough in your bank. You don't have enough in your heart. You don't have enough in your home. And that's the very moment, like the shepherd, I have nothing. But I have the hope of waiting for a gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit is a sure promise. And if you ask for nothing else this Christmas, if you ask for the Holy Spirit to come upon you, to fill you fresh. Jesus promised that if you ask of the Holy Spirit, shall my Father not give it to you? It's a sure and certain gift because this is the age 
the generation of the Holy Spirit. And he is moving upon us and through us and all around us to the depths of our heart. Whatever circumstances you may be facing, that gift is assured, that promise is assured. So come, let's bow our heads and just thank you, Lord, that you came on Christmas Day. And it was goodwill. to all men and peace on earth and it is more powerful than an atom bomb more permanent than the mountains brighter than the sun more wonderful than the greatest love we could experience on earth the love of God came down and is coming down and is coming down and it's not stopping. It's like a river. And it will never cease. And we ask you, Lord, that you'd open our hearts and our minds to receive once again a fresh revelation of what Christmas really is about. Help us understand something of what went into its making. And what is being unwrapped still to this day this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit move upon us fill us afresh move upon our families and our homes move upon our lives and break through I testify to some blessings I've received and there may be just small things that you need Believe that God cares about your every need. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us. Move upon us. Every day, every morning. Every light sparkling in windows. Every Christmas tree. We're going to redeem Christmas this year in our hearts and in our minds and we're going to be a blessing to all nations and we're going to be like Ebenezer Scrooge on the day he woke up and realized it was still Christmas and there was still time to be a blessing and there is still time for each and every one of us to be a blessing and through the power of the Holy Spirit we can be more of a blessing than we can ever imagine because God moves in our lives. Let's stand together. Let's sing a song. I don't know what we're going to sing yet. That's a good one. Come on. Come on, shake us off. And the Holy Spirit finish its work. And give praise to God like the shepherds. They saw it was true. And you, every one of you have seen it's true. You know it's true. You know Jesus is alive. You know the Holy Spirit is freely available to you. And has moved in your life. And God has chosen you. Like he chose the shepherds. To go and tell everybody 
Abide is a wonderful message. That is true.